الحمد للہ الحمد للہ an ayat from suratul hujurat and this surah of the quran sharif deals with many aspects of what we term as islahun nafs islah and the rectification of one's nafs one's inner self and it deals with many of the aspects of muasharat social life the adab and the etiquettes that the person should observe in terms of his interaction with others so these aspects of islah and nafs rectification of one's inner self these are extremely essential for a person to progress in deen for a person to be able to successfully go through this journey of life and be successful on the day of qiyamah in the sense that he enters directly to jannat otherwise if a person shirks in these aspects of deen then even his salah his fasting his zakat his hajj all these amal could get lost on the way and this is the very serious aspect of it and the tragedy in it that many a times because a person is alhamdulillah that in itself is a great thing that a person is very conscious of his salah he's conscious of other ibadat feels everything is fine i don't have to be concerned about anything else whereas deen has all these various facets in it so this surah of the quran sharif deals with various aspects of islahun nafs and adabul muasharat it deals for example with the lesson of adab fundamental quality in a mu'min which should be present in every believer and mu'min the aspect of respect respect for all the things of deen and in this surah a particular aspect of respect and adab is taught la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawtin nabi wa la tajharu lahu bil qawl kajahri ba'dikum li ba'din an tahbata a'malukum wa antum la tash'urun the sahaba ikram were specifically addressed as the primary recipients of this that how should they even just speak to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that they must not even raise their voices in his presence and then in this regard how important this respect is that too is discussed that if you do not fulfill this adab and respect of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam it could result in all your amal being cancelled null and void 
Then there's the discussion in the surah about how to maintain the peace. That if sometimes it happens in a family, between friends, in business situations, between colleagues, and in communities, and sometimes there are disputes, there are quarrels, there are various other issues. How does a person go about trying to resolve it? One is the two parties that might be involved in a problem, but the responsibility that devolves upon all those around. Many a time something happens, then others become just spectators in the issue and get some entertainment out of it. But the Quran Sharif is teaching that how every person has to play his role and fulfill his responsibility. And then among the various lessons that the surah teaches is this ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited. Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu jhtanibu kathiram minadhan. That all you who believe, refrain from many thoughts. One literally means a thought, there's a specific thought being referred to here. But one very important lesson that this gives us is, we often tend to think that sin is confined to what we do physically. And indeed that is also sin sometimes, that a person does something wrong physically. For example, he looks at haram. It's a very terrible thing. It's a serious sin. It destroys his amal in the sense that it destroys the soul in the amal that he's going to perform. If a person steals, that's a physical act that he's engaging in. That's completely haram. It's a major sin. It's a crime. A person lies. He's speaking something. That's a sin. All these are various sins. And indeed, they are very serious sins. But sin is not confined to what is done physically only. There's sin that happens in the heart as well. And many a times, this is something not considered. This is not even taken as a sin. For example, a person is harboring jealousy and hasad. So now he's continuing to indulge in this or be caught up in this. And he doesn't give it a second thought. And he's still performing his salah and feeling fine that I am very good. Alhamdulillah that salah is very good. But has he still become very good in totality? Otherwise in the hadith sharif it comes that that hasad burns up a person's good deeds like fire consumes wood. So now that is inside the heart. He knows about it but Allah also knows about it. Insan doesn't know about it. Yes, if he expresses that in some way the indications might show that what is going on inside the heart. If a person is harboring pride, there's pride within him, oh, this is a major crime, it's a major sin, but it's deep in the heart. Nobody can look at somebody else and say that this person has got pride. Unless sometimes some things that he does clearly expresses the pride. Otherwise he's just sitting quietly, nobody can say what's going on in him. But the heart is engaged in a major sin. It's in a serious pollution. If a person's outer self gets polluted, that too is pollution, that too is najasat, that too will become a problem. He cannot perform his salah in that condition. He cannot do various things in that condition. But that is something that is very easy to clean up. 
He goes and takes a bath, he washes his clothing and he's done. Bayezid Bustami Rahmatullah was once about to cross one very narrow bridge. And under the bridge was a some stream or river or something which was filled with all kind of dirt and filth, very polluted. And now this was just a foot bridge, very, very small and thin, one person at a time can cross. Now as he's about to pass, he's halfway through almost, and there's a dog crossing from the other end. And now one of them has to give way. Both can't cross each other. It's just barely enough for one person to walk past. So how this happened, whether it was something that was inspired in his heart, that this is what this dog, the message this dog is giving, whether Allah Ta'ala gave that dog the ability to speak, but this conversation took place between man and this animal. And this is in the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. This is in the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. An antaqana kulla shay. The day of Qiyamah when a person will protest against his own skin. That why did you testify against me? I did things for your pleasure. And now you testified against me today. So the Skin will reply, Allah Ta'ala made us speak today. That Allah made everything speak. And in the Hadith Sharif, there are those incidents where once some person started riding one cow or some buffalo and that spoke, spoke to him that I haven't been created for this. I have been created to pull the plow in the field. Now, Nabi Islam is relating this to the Sahaba. And some of them expressed amazement at it, not disbelief, amazement. Subhanallah, Bakaratun tatakallam, that this cow was speaking. Nabi Islam said, Yes, I believe in this. Abu Bakr believes in it. Umar believes in it. Nabi Islam is testifying. They weren't even present. They weren't even in that gathering. But Nabi Islam was so certain about their level of Iman that they have totally 100% conviction in everything that Nabi Islam says. So Nabi Islam testified on their Iman. But in any case, so this person, man and dog, had this conversation. So he is saying to this dog, that look, please give way. The dog replied, again, whether it was this inspiration, that this is the message, or whether it spoke, Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat, that it might have spoken, so well, why should I give way? This is a place to pass, whether whoever passes, animal or human, it's a bridge for everybody. So why should I give way? He says, well, I am responsible for fulfilling the obligations of Allah Ta'ala in terms of salah, etc. And if I jump into the stream to give way for you, my body will get polluted, my clothes will get polluted, will get nudges. You don't have any obligations of deen. So if I jump in, I will have this great difficulty now to go and clean myself. And if you jump in, it doesn't make any difference to you. The reply came to him that if you jump in, you'll have to wash your body, wash your clothes. Because the body and clothes will get polluted. But if I give you way, you will feel great about yourself that this dog had to give way for me. This will pollute, pollute your heart. And all the water of the oceans also can't wash that pollution. 
So outwardly sometimes a person, mashallah, is away from many things. But what's happening inside? Allah Ta'ala is the know of the unseen. Allah Ta'ala knows everything. He knows what's going on inside the heart of a person. So many a times a person is conscious about what he's speaking. But he doesn't give any consideration to what is he thinking. What is his heart occupied in? Is his heart truly also in taqwa or his heart is involved in sin? MashaAllah, his eyes are in taqwa, he is looking down and he is walking very, very carefully that he mustn't look at anything haram, so he is looking down and walking and he is not touching anybody's wealth wrongfully and he is not speaking anything wrong. But where is the heart? But just as the heart is extremely important, likewise, it mustn't ever come to the mind that the external things are not as important because these become the roadways to polluting that heart. Person doesn't look after his gaze, as a result the heart gets polluted, the heart gets corrupted. Now even his eyes are closed, he's still in haram in the heart. But the doorway to the heart was the eyes. He listened to haram, and that polluted the heart. He was speaking of evil, and that polluted the heart. Now what he was speaking all the time and repeatedly, that will keep rewinding in their heart. But in any case, this ayat of the Quran Sharif, this is the aspect that we are being taught about and this is being highlighted for us, that look, the heart is also an extremely fundamental thing. In fact, this is king. Be conscious about what you are thinking. Ya that Be careful about many thoughts. Some thoughts, inna ba'da dhanni ismun. Some thoughts are sin. Some thoughts are impermissible. And this is, in this context, referring to those thoughts that where a person starts passing judgment upon somebody in his mind and heart against somebody, that this person is of this nature and this person has done that, whereas he's got no evidence of it. He's got no evidence and he's passing judgment in his heart. He is making decisions about people's character in his heart. And this becomes such a serious malady that thereafter nobody gets saved from this person's badgumani, from his ill thoughts, from his suspicions. First he starts off with somebody on just around him or those who are his juniors, then not even his own parents will get saved from it and nobody will be saved from it. Musa the incident we discussed many times, he, the incident where the two people were quarreling, one was a person from the Bani Israel and the other was the people of Firaun and Musa went to separate them and this person who was from the Qibti, the person who was the people of, from the people of Firaun, Musa gave him one punch to put him away, that punch proved fatal for him, he died. Any case now, this was going to become a big problem. Both the other parties now, one was the Bani Israel, the person of the Bani Israel and Musa Islam, both of them quickly went away from there. Now they're looking for the person who was responsible for killing this man. Nobody knew what happened. Next day Musa Islam comes out, again he sees the same person from the Bani Israel, he's in another quarrel. With another Qibti. And now he realizes this person too is a mischief maker. 
So in any case, he went again to help him, but he is going to help him. Whatever it is, he is from the Bani Israel, that Qipti is a Zalim. So he went to help him. But now as he is going forward to help him, he is also advising him. That you are the one who keeps getting caught up in all this, what's the problem with you? Seems like you are also creating mischief here. As soon as Musa Salam moves towards him, he is only seeing him coming forward. And he is advising him. These two things, he is adding 2 plus 2 equal to 5. He is coming to his own conclusion. Now he is coming towards us and he is advising me. So it means now he is coming to kill me now. now. He jumped to that last conclusion on his own. How does that two add up to that? But he made it. And he now blurts out, أَتُرِيدُ أَن تَقْتُلَنِي كَمَا قَتَلْتَ نَفْسًا بِالْأَمْسِ إِن تُرِيدُ إِلَّا الْإِسْلَاحِ that, do you want to kill me also? Like you killed the other person yesterday? He gave up the secret also. But we stemmed from a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, but he didn't spare the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala also from that badgumani. That how can the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, na'uzu billah, ever have an ill intention, do something out of some wrong intention, na'uzu billah, but he just passed that judgment. He just passed that decision. And this becomes the seed to so many problems. Whether it is on a domestic level, whether in a business situation, wherever it might be. This is the seed shaitan plants. And shaitan just plants one seed. After a shaitan just sits and watches the drama. This is, this is shaitan's job, just to plant one seed. So the seed of badgumani, of ill thoughts, of suspicion, then it starts germinating and it starts, those weeds start growing out of it. And from nothing sometimes, the person creates a huge monster about what the situation is. And this is what Allah Ta'ala is cautioning us about. That this mu'asharat, this society, for the society to be a healthy society, a peaceful society, among the things that are extremely important, one is to uproot this badgumani. The second, wala tajassasu, to uproot, trying to find faults of people. And the third, wala yaqtab ba'dukum ba'da. If you find some, some fault became apparent, became open and clear that this is the fault of the person, then don't go and make an issue about it by backbiting it. These are the three, the cornerstones of Muasharat. They don't have a suspicion because that's the root. And now suspicion creates this within a person. That now he wants to go and dig out, dig out something. Starts off with suspicion. Now he wants to go and dig out something. Many times the suspicion comes just on the basis of misunderstanding something. He just misunderstood something completely and as a result now from where to where it's gone. One person, there were two brothers and or rather two cousins, two nephews of one lady. Old lady, she had two nephews. Now one nephew, both were living far away from her. This is some incident perhaps for the moral of the story. Allah both were living very distant away from her in one town. And it just happened that one nephew, his, 
wife passed away. The other nephew, in the same time, his boat, he had one boat, maybe he was a, whatever he was, perhaps he was fishing for a livelihood, we'll just say. So his boat sank. Now she heard about it, this old aunt somewhere far away, that my two nephews, I haven't seen them for years, and now both of them had this mishap, and I should go and console them. So it was now some time, one, two months later, she finally came to visit her nephews now. So now she first went to one nephew. Now she didn't know, at that time got confused now, whose wife passed away and whose boat sank. So any case, she ended up at that nephew whose boat sank. And now she started saying some words of consolation. But the words of consolation also were not very, very clear. She just started saying that, I heard about your loss and I was very grieved. Now she's thinking, she's talking about his wife passed away. Now he's also thinking that she came to console me for my boat. Because she didn't say so many words that your wife, she just said your loss. So now it was quite general, so... So now he's thinking she's talking about my boat. So he started saying, it was an old thing then. <laughs> and that's it now, it was time was up. I'll get another one, no worry about it. So she walked out from there completely disgusted. Look at this fellow, he doesn't have this much of courtesy. Now she, she came after long, so all the other relatives in the town there, she went around visiting each one, and the only topic she had to discuss was, what a disgusting thing she had to experience today, and how rude and totally unethical this fellow is, and got no, no manners about him, nothing. His wife passed away, and this is how he's talking. Meanwhile, the poor fellow didn't know what she's talking about, and she didn't know what he's talking about. Now, this is just a little incident. Somebody might have, Allah knows where they brought it out from. The Lal Kitab, which got no pages. But in any case, the lesson, these many things are just as anecdotes for a lesson. That these are the type of situations, maybe not as dramatic as this, but the type of things that happen on a daily basis. On a, on a daily basis, somebody said something, somebody understood something else, and from where to where the matter went away, and before a person knows it, he started making some judgments on it, and that is why in this very surah, in this very surah, Allah wa ta'ala also cautions us, إِنْ جَاءَكُمْ فَاسِقُمْ بِنَبَئِنْ فَتَبَيَّنُوا أَنْ تُصِيبُوا قَوْمًا بِجَهَالًا Among the various aspects of Mu'asharat, keeping that peace, Allah Ta'ala says, if somebody comes to you with some news, and he's not a person of complete, you're not completely sure about his being 100% correct, truthful. So don't just take it by on face value. Now he's brought some news and come, so and so said this, so and so did this, and now you're just going on it. Without any kind of thinking, without any kind of investigation. Allah Ta'ala says, in in Then first investigate the matter. That is if it pertains to you, if you have to be involved in it to start off with. Otherwise, أَنْتُسِيبُ قَوْمًا bijahala. Otherwise you're going to harm people in your ignorance. That in ignorance, without knowing the facts, without knowing the reality, now a person is just saying things, doing things. ala ma fa'altum nadimin. The end result of this will be regret. If not in dunya, in dunya too sometimes that regret comes, otherwise akhirat that regret is going to come. And if it gets left for the akhirat, 
that regret will be extremely severe. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So the seed that shaitan plants is the seed of badgumani. And the seed of badgumani, now it starts making a person want to start digging up the things. So Allah Ta'ala says, Wala tajassasu. Don't try to spy on anybody. And don't try to go and dig out somebody's faults. Who is there without any fault? The people without any faults have gone. They are the Anbiya Ali The rest of us, everybody has got some problem. Nobody can claim perfection and nobody is perfect. So if we try to dig up somebody else's faults, in one hadith sharif, Nabi Islam says, that, لا تغتابوا المسلمين ولا تتبعوا عوراتهم Don't backbite the believers and don't try to go and find fault with them. Dig out their faults. Otherwise, Nabi Islam says, the person who follows or tries to dig out somebody else's faults, Allah Ta'ala will open out his faults. And Allah Ta'ala will disgrace him though he might be in the confines of his own home, meaning he's totally somewhere hidden in privacy, but and he's not out in the public anywhere, Allah Ta'ala wills he'll get disgraced in that privacy also. So this is something to be extremely conscious about. This badgumani. Otherwise this just can destroy everything. It becomes one minute thing, but that minute thing becomes a major monster in a person's life. And from what to what it can take a person and destroy him. So this was the first aspect that you mentioned. That يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اشْتَنِبُوا كَثِيرًا مِّنَ الظَّنِّ إِنَّ بَعْضَ الظَّنِّ إِثْمٍ وَلَا تَجَسَّسُوا And then وَلَا تَجَسَّسُوا Don't try to find faults with people. Go and dig out their faults. Spy on them. وَلَا يَغْتَبْ بَعْضُكُمْ بَعْضًا After a person goes to dig up something, he might find something too. And now when he finds something, so now he will start talking about it. So why all this happens? The person who becomes blind to his own faults, then everybody else's faults become evident to him. And the person who is conscious of his own faults, then he becomes blind to the faults of others. Then everybody looks very good to him. A person suffering from cancer, does he think about the person who has a flu, that this is a sick person? The person who has a severe fever and is really in pain and his entire body is sore and somebody else has got a running nose, that he look at that person and think anything that this person is sick? But that person also is Ill, ill in a sense. But he is so absorbed by his own situation that he doesn't have any time to look at somebody else's illness. And that person who is saying that, no, my head is paining, he says, your head is paining, you don't know what's going on to me, from head to toe I'm in pain. You're talking about your head is paining. That is nothing. Why? Because he's absorbed in his own pain, he cannot, he's totally oblivious of, of somebody else's issue. So likewise, our spiritual ailments, the pride within us, the evils that are lurking in our heart, is our gaze under control. What is the condition of our mind? Where does our heart keep fluttering all over the place? A person, all these things he is aware about. But because somebody, mashallah, praised us one time and somebody else said something else one time, it's like that person who was trying to sell that horse, which we heard the example many, many times, and that horse was full of every fault. So he came and brought it to the agent, please sell my horse for me. 
So the agent now needs a commission. So now he, to sell it, if he's going to stand up there and say, well, this horse is the worst horse that you can find around. Who wants to buy it? Who's going to buy it? So he started praising it and saying, you won't find a better horse. And this person is standing there and listening and he carried on praising it and this is so fast and it's so obedient and it's so this and so that. He eventually said, look, I don't want to sell my horse. If it's so good, give it back to me. me." (laughs) He brought it. He knows all the faults. He's experienced it repeatedly. It threw him off. He got hurt so many times. But he just heard a little bit of praise about it. He forgot all the faults. Likewise, somebody just praises the one, but whether that person is just flattering us for no reason to. Because he wants something out. So whether he said it just for the sake of saying it, whether he believes in what he's saying or not, but just something we heard about it. They say that this insan, he gets blown up through his ears. Through his ears, he gets blown up. And then he just needs somebody with one little pin of some criticism. Because anything that's blown up on balloon, one slide, little, just that pun just touches it, it's too much. And a person who's got blown up, his ego blew up due to whatever he heard through his ears, he got blown up. I just need that one slight pun of criticism. Somebody must just say the slightest thing negative. Just try to just correct him in some way. Even if that person is doing it sincerely, but that will be that pun which will cause a big burst. So this heart needs to be checked all the time. This heart needs to be protected. And this heart needs to be all the time examined. That what is lurking inside? Is this heart thinking correctly? Is, is it focusing in the right direction? Is there this badgumani in this heart? And is this heart now engaging in all these evils of the heart? Is the pride lurking in there? And these are the things that unfortunately then destroy a person's amal. So this is the lesson that has been given to us in this ayat. While these are the specific aspects in terms of not having badgumani, not trying to find faults of people, not getting involved in any ghibat, but the crucial aspect and the underlying aspect is looking after this heart. This heart is king. And just as we make an effort, and alhamdulillah, that too is a very great thing, that we don't want to get involved in external sins, person doesn't want to commit any haram, he doesn't want to look at haram, mashallah, he doesn't want to speak any lies, he doesn't want to call harm to somebody physically. Likewise, his heart is something to be conscious about, to make an effort to keep this heart clean, to keep this heart pure, not to allow all these sins of the heart to be lurking in, rather to be making an effort to remedy this, taking the prescriptions and remedying these maladies of the heart. Allah wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين